Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me, as always, is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Gyps? I'm good, you know, just basking in some glory. Got some fantasy titles. Got a couple of dynasty leagues going into the offseason, trying to plan on that, but that's what we're probably going to talk about today, and... How are you doing, my man? Uh, you know, I'm not too bad. Just kind of dealing with maybe some effects of the COVID. I have no idea. I'll find out this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I've been home all week. Don't have to work right now. So it's kind of cool in that nature. But the way I feel right now, not so great, guys. So uh, try to keep yourself safe if you can. But, yeah, Jibs, we're talking uh, Dynasty. If you guys are in Sleeper, uh, today was the rollover day for 2021 season. So I know that was a lot of fun this morning to talk with a bunch of my league mates and all the leagues I may be in, uh, what we're doing the next season. So uh, fill your leagues out now. Uh, If you need tips on questions to ask, hit us up. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of them for my leagues. I can give you some advice. Um, Just whatever we're here for, for your dynasty needs now, we're here for you guys. Uh, We're going to be doing some bunch of different things in terms of dynasty. Like I said, we've taken the month off of January, but we'll be back in February to talk about all kinds of dynasty stuff at that point. But for right now, uh, we're just going to give you guys some buy low, sell highs right after the season and kind of take advantage or whatnot before, you know, free agency gets here and the more hype we hear about players and the drafts. Uh, we're talking to these players now and see if they're an opportunity for you to buy them low or sell them high. So before we get into that, uh, we got one piece of news. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're playing week 17, half, you know, some people aren't playing, some people are playing. Kind of why we don't play Week 17. Um, it stinks. It stinks, yeah. Uh, no Pat Mahomes, no Dalvin Cook. Uh, so you really got to try to switch your leagues if you're playing into Week 17. But if you want questions, uh, you know, just hit us up. We'll help help you out as much as we can. Um, I have a question, though. Yeah, go ahead. So with the possible 17th game coming to the NFL, do you think more leagues will go to two-round championships or, like, play the Week 17? Um, you know what? That's a possibility, and I haven't really thought about it too much. I know that is a situation I don't think we really talked about, so that's a great question, Jibs. Um, I don't like the two-round championships. I think it should just be one, uh, personally. Just, be, you know, just because, like, you know, you could have your team do good one week and not do good the other. Just, like, one-week situation for me, personally. Um, but, hey, if you guys want to move that kind of direction, I don't hate you for it, but... Uh, I prefer one week and just adding another game during the regular season. Yeah, I totally agree with you. If you're doing a two-week scenario, it's kind of beat because every week this year, this whole campaign, you've been playing one guy, and it's been a week-to-week kind of thing, and if you won that week, you won it. But if you have to play two weeks, then somehow your opponent blows up or something like that. You face Alvin Kamara, you face freaking Miles Gaskin or freaking, like, 
kind of unfortunate, but it evens out. But I'm totally uh, for, I guess, an extra game, too. Or just playing out the Week 16, because that's where it seems like people start uh, playing their starters, and they nailed in that last week. Yeah, no, definitely. I guess, and it's we'll kind of find out more information as you know we get close to the you know the release of the twenty twenty one schedule. We'll see kind of how that breaks down. Maybe there's two bye weeks. Um, you know, maybe we'll find out this year. It's going to be a, you know a test year. Maybe they you know players are rested during that week sixteen and seventeen, uh, or maybe even you know yeah during that week six sixteen and seventeen or the two weeks whatever it is. I can't think of it off the top of my head right 17 now. Seventeen eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Maybe they rest their players even more. I don't know. Like, you know, it's it's something we're going to have to test here. Um, hopefully, we'll find out if there's an extra bye week or something in there or if they're just doing the one. Uh, you know, we'll find that out as the season goes on. So just, you know, we'll keep you guys updated as much as we can find out. So, but that's a great question, Jibs. It's a great one. But like I said, before we get started with the start and sits, start and sits, God, uh, the buy low, sell highs, uh, we do have one thing, and it was the a few, former first-round pick of the Washington Redskins, Dwayne Haskins, finally got released. Um, from the Washington football team now and I think I said Redskins I apologize Washington football team before but yeah he's done after two seasons with the Air, um, Washington football team now and basically just what kind of value does he have moving forward now in terms of dynasty is he someone you're just going to drop and let go or does he possess possibility of making it with another team oh he went on claimed off waivers so I'm not expecting anything to happen soon so, uh, if you're going to a strip club, he's probably like the normal one priority you want on your team. But uh, other than that, I just don't really see anything happening. Maybe someone takes a shot on him next year, like a late, like, I guess, I would say like a late, but like maybe as like a camp kind of quarterback and let's take it from there. But he, did, he has not shown the prowess of an NFL quarterback. He's too raw. And he doesn't show, he hasn't really shown the ability to progress and even like try to learn from his uh, subordinates. Yeah, no, uh, it's definitely upsetting to see a, you know, a former first rounder kind of not succeed, Bruce, uh, you know, go above expectations here. Um, you know, I never thought of Haskins as a personally a great quarterback. I mean, he wasn't really giving the success to succeed in Washington that much and even when he came back he had you know tough matchups uh that he had to right off the bat with you know a limited running back core uh you know just a really bad wide receiver core outside of you know mclaren and thomas now and you know i think he might deserve another shot at least i mean he's, his actions right now he's got to he's got to fix that his maturity's got to upgrade uh he can't be holding strip clubs with no mask on during a pandemic uh during uh, you know, football season here now. You have to figure out when to do things, and he needs to get his mind back on track. You know, I heard that you know rumors are like Carolina, um, Pittsburgh, New England all showed somewhat of an interest in him, but obviously he went on claim. Likelihood he won't be around until until probably March or sometime over the summer. We'll hear about him getting signed with a team if he does. But for right now, I think if you you hold on to him, if it's super flex, obviously if it's not, you think you just drop him at this point because I just don't think he has any value right now and i don't think he gets a starting gig in 2021 he's probably going to see a backup job that might give him an opportunity to, to succeed in the future if that's the case all right um so like i said Dwayne haskins you're killing us now but your seat your life seems to be kind of over with the nfl for right now 
Today's podcast is presented by Factor. Do you struggle to find time and energy to consistently eat healthy? You're not alone, and there is a solution for it. Introducing Factor, the all-in-one meal delivery service that preps, cooks, and delivers fresh, never-frozen, fully prepped meals directly to your door weekly. With Factor, every meal is designed by dietitians and handcrafted by the world-class chefs, keeping your taste buds happy and your waistline trimmed. What more, you ask? The meal changes every week, so you never lose interest in eating healthy. Right now, Factor is offering our listeners of the Fantasy Coaches podcast $50 off their first two weeks. Just go to factor75.com. Pick your meals and use the code PODCAST50 at checkout to claim this limited time offer. That's factor75.com, code PODCAST50. Check it out, guys. Try something new. You're going to love it. We're going to get into the Dynasty Talk today, guys. We got the buy lows and sell highs. We did four of each. And uh, Jibs, I'll let you go first. Give us your first sell high. Oh, we're doing sells? Oh, we can do buy first. You can do buy first. No, no, no. Okay, go for it. I'm ready for like a curveball. My first sell is going to be T. Wilde. And his 2020 campaign was a tale of two stories where he practically was on a milk carton from weeks one through 11. He played nine games and scored 12.9 as a PPR high, which is absurd. And then he shows up like he performed. And then he shows up in weeks 12 through 14, like he, like the wide receiver two that we drafted or we expected, and then he fell to earth the last two weeks, but showed steady involvement in the offense, though. But luckily for us, uh, the Colts need to win next week, and there's going to be one last audition for your league mates to buy in on T.Y. Hilton against the Jaguars, who already folded. So I think he's in, he has a good opportunity to uh, make an impact this week, if they're still playing in Week 17. And if he does, like, it will leave a lasting impression, and he should get off T.Y. Hilton just due to his age. Like, he's 31 years old. The quarterback situation's murky, and you just don't know about, like, the Colts and what's going to go on. The offense looks like it'd be pretty good. They just need to find a quarterback because quarterback, I mean, because Phillip Rivers' bridge is definitely uh, coming to an end sooner than later. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, This little trend of him down the stretch definitely gives him a little bump in value, which could be a great time to sell him high. So, uh, yeah, I can't really disagree with you on that one there that much. So, all right. Uh, Heading over to mine, guys. I went with a wide receiver, too, but I went with a young guy um, who's got potential still. But uh, I honestly think this is the best time to sell a guy like this, and it's Hollywood Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. And for me, I just don't think he fits what this offense wants to do. They're a run-first team, and Lamar Jackson just isn't a pure thrower. And I just don't expect him to be a guy who sees 4,000 yards of passing seasons. I just can't see it. I mean, he he averaged in 15 games, just 23 attempts, 179 yards, and 1.5 touchdowns. It doesn't scream great fit uh, for a guy who needs to see the deep ball and see a heavier target load to really get going here. And we all know that Mark Andrews is the number one guy here. Um, and I would expect them to bring in another wide receiver that kind of fits better to what Lamar Jackson can do. A guy kind of over the middle, shorter area target throws, um, can kind of do things after the catch. 
Um, you know, Lamar Jackson only threw the ball deep 42 times, ranked 21st in the league. Doesn't really bode well for a guy like Hollywood Brown, who has burning speed to his game, um, just doesn't work out there. And the way you can sell him high now is because the first 11 weeks, he finished wide receiver 54. But you could tell the owners, like, hey, he was top 15 wide receiver in fantasy football. That's fantastic. He also saw touchdowns in those games there. It wasn't just due based off his overall, you know, dominant performances or anything. He got touchdowns. And they played a relatively easy schedule down the stretch here now. I didn't see anyone that they really faced that was too crazy that they couldn't produce high numbers on. So I think there's a time to sell him high if a team thinks, ooh, you know, he was coming on at the end of the season. Maybe that will sneak into his third year. Um, I just don't, I don't see it. So I think Hollywood Brown is a great sell high at the moment. And Jibs, we'll go back to you, my friend. So who's your second sell high? My second sell high would be a guy I mentioned, like, on a blurb earlier, Miles Gaskin. And it's just because I really can't gauge the Dolphins running back room most weeks. And it feels like they had at least six run, different running back starters during the season. And obviously, some were good, some were bad. Miles Gaskin was definitely the brightest bunch out of them. But he only played nine games this year. And I honestly don't think the Dolphins know who their running back guy is. Do you know who your running back guy is? If you're thinking it prospectively, or you think they're going to acquire one in the draft? You know what? It's it's tough to say. Still, it's, I left I left off a Dolphins running back off my list just because of this. It's I don't know. Still, Miles Gaskins is the clear starter on this team here. But does the team think that he's the long term answer? Again, I you never know. Um, it seems like they're going to take best best available kind of approach, I think, in this draft here. And maybe in that second round, if there's someone there they really like, they may pull the trigger on it. Um, but Gaskins and Ancelot Ahmed played very well. So it's, it's a tough one to say right now. Yes. Yeah, that's why I agree, though. But the only reason why um, I'm comfortable selling Miles Gaskin high, even though he, he's a quality back. Like, the guy had... Uh, only um, one game where he didn't score double-digit points in PPR leagues this year, and he averaged 15 rushing attempts per game in the nine games he played. So that's that's kind of numbers or attempts that you kind of want as a one or running back you're starting each week. And obviously the Dolphins' offense has some nicks and knacks that they have to improve on, and we will expect them to get more consistent. So I think owners is looking at that right there as in it's kind of like a running back that they kind of kind of acquire easily like just looking at the stats i, I think this is a perfect opportunity for um, owners to sell gasket especially off that 33 point explosion last week i think that was recency bios will kick in and it's an easy sell yeah you know before you know and it was mid-season i actually traded him away for a second rounder i think and and someone else so Probably got a pretty good deal out of it, but he's probably you could probably get him for a late first, possibly. So see what's out there. This is the probably the best time to sell him high. Worst case scenario, he plays this a starter next year and plays as an RB two. Um, but you're gonna sell possibly a first out of it. So if you can sell him for a first, I think it's very valuable. Good one, Jibs. Yeah, he catches the ball too. Yes, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it would be nice if they go with him, but you know, you never know. They could really go get a guy in the draft, and this is why you sell him now before the rumors start happening. And he he actually gets a they actually draft somebody at running back position. So, all right, for me, my next guy here is David Montgomery. 
Uh, the guy who probably saved oh. a lot of people to the fantasy championships. I know, Jibs. Uh, no, I, lo- I love this. I'll uh, make one of mine this week. Yeah, I mean, he was an RB1 the last five weeks of the season. I mean, fantastic. RB6 this year. RB6 this year, yeah. Uh, well, with the first 11 weeks, though, Jibs, he was RB23. Um, and he only ran for just over just over a thousand yards. It wasn't like he was dominant or anything like that. I mean, his his value really came in that back half of the season where he rushed very well against probably the bottom five rushing teams in the league in Houston, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Detroit. Yeah, it was a cupcake show, and we all told you guys he was a guy who's gonna probably be a really great guy down the stretch, and he was, which is you know it was great. But he struggled against you know tough defenses. Um, and it's the Bears still, guys. It's the Bears' offense for me. It's not really good. Allen Robinson could very much be gone this season here, um, and that doesn't leave them with much weapons in the passing game. And you're not going to get, you're not going to fear. Defense isn't going to be feared by Mitch Trubisky if he happens to be back. So they're going to focus on the run, and, and that's something that concerns me. That if he gets focused on more, he may not be as efficient with his play there. And remember, no Tariq Cohen this season here. Um, the guy had like this coming season. Montgomery had like 50-some, uh, I think it was 49 receptions on the year. Uh, Tariq Cohen just two years ago had 79. Um, I'm sure he's going to be back in this team here. I'm sure he's going to be used in the passing game here, which could limit Montgomery again in the passing game, which really got a good chunk of his um, production for us in terms of fantasy. So for me, I think this is the, the highest you're going to get for a guy like Dave Montgomery. I don't expect his value to go any higher. I don't see him as anything more than a, an R, maybe an RB2 during his career here. And... Who knows? I mean, this Bears team just does not look good on offense, even though they've been putting big performance up recently. You just don't know going into next season here. Uh, like, if you're going to sell a guy for his value, I think this is the best time to sell a guy like Dave Montgomery. No, I totally agree with you. As a David Montgomery owner in multiple leagues, I just was kind of on tilt mode. I was like, dude, I picked this guy, my number two rookie pick, and he's just bumped. Like, He's not even worth like that pick anymore. Like, I can't even get a first rounder for him. Yeah, it was. And then he just kind of he's made it up, and like it's kind of hopeful for it. But like I'm slightly optimistic. I actually made a trade. I traded David Montgomery right before the stretch run. Just kind of hyped him. I was like, dude, he's gonna like kill it. Like, and he definitely did. But my uh, trade was David Montgomery and um, Deontay. Johnson for Juju and J.K. Dobbins. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting trade. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, I think there's picks involved too. Like I gave my first, I got a second. It's a late first. I got a late second, but I wanted Dobbins for the long run. Yeah, no, definitely Dobbins is a, is a great buy. And when we talk about these sells and buys, guys, we're, we're not forcing you guys to go like, hey, you have to sell this guy. You have to sell David, like, David Montgomery or whoever else we may talk about today. Just say this is the time of the year where this is their great, this is good value for them right now. So if you can sell them Something for great value, yeah, it's their great value. We're not saying go out there and just sell Dave Montgomery as much as you can. We're not saying that, you know. He could probably be a pretty decent um, play for you, but... This is where his value is at all-time high right now, and you sometimes can sell an all-time high value. So that's what that's kind of what we're saying with these sell highs and buy lows. So just so you guys know. And uh, Jibs, we'll let you go to your third one now. Okay, so my third one is Aaron Jones, great fantasy running back. He was the number five running back in PPR leagues this year. But his future in my eyes is cloudy. 
He's due to become a free agent this year, and the Packers have been in contract talks with him since August. And Jones fired his old agent about two weeks ago, and guess who his new agent is, Steve? Yeah, it's that one guy. I can't think of his name. Is it? Drew Rosenhaus. Yep. A premier moneymaker for baseball players over the last two decades I've been watching. And there's risks involved selling an RB that just kind of kills it. We know with that Packers offense at any time, they could just hand it off to Aaron Jones and he could just rip off 40-point games at times and just get 20, mid-20s, like, easily. And there's times when he just kind of – this is middling, and he shares a little with Jamal Adams. But at the end of the day, if you're the RB5, you know you have a good shot of scoring touchdowns, and you're making an impact in the rushing game. So I think you can get very good assets if you're trying to sell them. And obviously we did see A.J. Dillon have a breakout game last week, and it kind of makes me wonder if the Packers will be stern on their number during negotiating time with Jones, so I'm kind of pessimistic that Jones is staying in town, and we don't know where he's going to end up. Is he going to be a backup? Is he going to be a starter? We don't know, but like his fantasy um, outlook is kind of very, it's just murky and shaky at the moment, so I think it's a good time to get out of the situation like that. Yeah, no, Aaron Jones is definitely an interesting one, and his future is very cloudy. You, know, you really don't know where he's going to go to next season. And if he does say with Green Bay, do they try to get A.J. Dillon more involved? Um, you really just don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good time to sell high on him now and not have to deal with what if and or but kind of situation right now when it comes to Aaron Jones. I mean, definitely overperformed to my expectations this past season. And I think a lot of other people's. But, yeah, uh, another cloudy situation for him moving forward again. And I'm not willing to take the risk on this one again. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, my third pick here is Josh Jacobs, and it, it's tough to want to sell a, a high premier running back, uh, but was he really a top top premier running back this season? Granted, he finished ninth overall in terms of running back, so he's an RB1, technically speaking, but he only had five RB1 performances all season long. Um, and when he had these RB1 performances, it was mostly because he scored two or three touchdowns in a lot of those games here. And... He had the red zone area opportunity, which made him great in those four, five games that he played that you had strong performances in. But at points this season, you've seen the offense look very lost. You've seen guys like Devontae Booker and Richard, uh, Jalen Richard get in there way too often, especially on passing downs. He only just had 44 targets on the season. Again, an improvement from last year, and they said they were going to improve him. And again, maybe they continue to show him more targets. I just, I don't know. Um, it, it's definitely concerning to me because... The change in quarterback could make me something that could be what of a concern. And, and as a possibility that Derek Carr doesn't play a quarterback next year. I, I don't think Derek Carr is the guy for them. I think Derek Carr limits this offense way too much here. And I think they need to bring someone who can force the ball downfield more um, overall. And right now, the way they're playing, Josh Jacobs is benefiting just slightly because of that. And he could also be getting hurt more because they don't have a guy to push the ball downfield. Defenses aren't focusing downfield as much. And they're worrying about Josh Jacobs way too often here. For me, it's just like, I think this is, they had a great season. Um, sell high on him. Um, it's just because I think he gets limited in the passing game at times. And this offense just doesn't look that strong consistently. And I think if they bring in more weapons, uh, more wide receiver help, could be more for the passing game. I just, for me, like, 
if you could sell in a big haul for Josh Jacobs, I would consider it. I just don't know if he's going to be a guy who consistently will be an RB1 for a week in and week out. I think you're going to have good RB1 performances like you have, you know, a couple here and there, but it's going to be a lot of disappointments for you. So I have him as a sell high. All right. And Jim's your final sell high. My last one's going to be Curtis Samuel. He finished the wide receiver 26 this year, and he beat his expectations by a mile this year in fantasy. And from my perspective, the Panthers shown this year they could support two good fantasy wide receivers. But in my eyes, there's a lot of questions that are making me consider moving on from him. Because what about in 2021? We know Christian McCaffrey should be healthy and ready to go. Will Curtis Samuel still have the same red zone usage? Will he still be involved in the running game? Will his target share go down? There's a lot of things that you should ask yourself when you're like looking like looking at a guy like Curtis Samuel. And I think it's a perfect opportunity to kind of sell on this guy based off these kind of things that I'm considering. The guy had a lot of very good output games. Like he had two he had three twenty point games in PPR. He's a very useful player. He could rush the ball, too. And, like, I think just looking at the stats in a whole and just looking at the 2020 season and then it's entire, yeah, I think it's a good time to sell for Samuel. Yeah, no, um, I like that one, too, yeah. Uh, I think it was a bit insane how his production was so great, especially at the end of the season here. And I don't expect him to do what he's going to do next year with Christian McCaffrey back. Because Mike Davis, while he played, performed pretty well. I don't. He's not. He's not Christian McCaffrey. He is also, I believe, a free agent. If I'm not mistaken, could be oh. wrong on that. So he could be moving teams, possibly. But again, that could possibly hurt his situation even more. Um, but if he comes back to Carolina, I, I just don't expect him to be that same guy. Even though he's was productive, I was happy to finally see that out of him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey could change a lot of things here by not being here this season. So yeah, if you can get out of him. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. All right, my final sell high, guys, is the San Francisco wide receiver duo of Devo Samuels and Brandon Ayuk. I kind of combine these two because, honestly, I just don't know which one will be the main guy going into next year. Um, we all know that they're not a big passing team. It's a run-first team here. They always have been, and their main weapon is Kittle. It's not these wide receivers. And the four weeks that all three of them were actually on the field together and healthy... That's because Kittle was playing. Ayuk was a wide receiver for 28, and Debo Samuels was wide receiver 46. Now, Debo was coming off injury around that time, too, but he was playing. And I just don't see this run-first team be able to produce three top-tier players in the passing game. I just can't see it. Um, they've all had their sparks throughout the season, all at their own times, being the main guy. But with them all healthy on the field, I just can't see them doing that as much. The defense is going to be healthier. This defense is going to look a lot different than last year. Um, and the run game is just, it's just, they didn't have a strong run game even during that time frame. I mean, most was out at times. Jeff Wilson was out at times. Uh, it was a lot of, you know, Jared McKinnon and um, Jermichael Hasty. So you, I just think the run game will be stronger next year. And I don't expect all three of them to be a guy who are, I think Kittle will be obviously be a top player, but a Uke, and Debo, I don't expect both of them to be a top 24 wide receiver next year. I just can't see that happening. So I think 
their value, their overall, everyone likes them, they're dynamic wide receivers, which they very much are. I think this is the time to sell them, both, if you can. Ayuk uh, uh, might be a little easier because he was kind of having a good stretch down there. Debo may be a little harder. Um, but I think if you could sell high on them still, get first rounders for him. I like them as players, but in terms of fantasy, it may be a, a headache or two as we get into 2021. All right, and as we have sell highs, we have buy low. So, Jibs, your first buy low. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Candy. <laughs> uh, my first buy low is going to be Zach Moss. And tonight, my buy low is going to be situational buy lows. They're not going to be like flashy guys that are going to just be instant impact players for you in 2021, but these guys could be long-term assets. So, Zach Moss, until Zach, um, Devin, until Devin Singletary gets demoted, he's just going to be that uh, RB3 on your squad that you don't want to start. Like, we do rankings every week, Steve, and he's probably always around that, like, 32 to, like, 40 range, and you just, like, don't know what to do with him. And it just kind of sucks, but... Even so, Matt, uh, Zach Moss has started to earn a larger rushing share towards the end of this year. He, and he gets the red zone work over Singletary, which is more valuable. And he's outscored Singletary in touchdowns 5-2 to two this year. And Zach Moss, even though he doesn't get as many catches does, as uh, Devin Singletary, he does get a little action in the receiving game too. So it's not like he's giving you like nothing there. But I think Zach Moss is going to be that running back on the team in the long run. And if you could get him low, because he really didn't do much, he's still pretty much, if, I don't know the exact split this year, but they, if you look at the game log, it kind of looks like it's dead 50-50 in my eye, maybe 52-48, something in that favor. But I think his time's going to come sooner than later. But he's an interesting buy-low candidate, if you ask me. I'll tell you right now, Chips. Excelling Bills offense. I'll tell you right now. Um, you looking about their snap counts or their rushing attempts, Chairs? Uh, I was just touch totals. Uh, touch totals. I don't know the touch totals, but the rushing attempts. Um, Singletary had 39 and Moss had 28. Man, granted, Moss missed a couple games, so don't forget that. So, But in terms of snap counts, they were basically 42-41 um, in favor of Singletary by one point. So it's a time where... You've seen them kind of at times Moss takes over. So, yeah, um, I think that's a good opportunity for him to get. He didn't really have a great season, as many people have thought. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you want to go after a guy like that, it's a good time to do it. All right, so my first um, buy low is a guy from the uh, Buffalo Bills. I couldn't say the name. The Buffalo Bills. And it's Gabriel Davis, young rookie wide receiver as well. Um, and this kid looks good out there. I mean, you watch their games. I watched a lot of Buffalo games for some reason this year. They always seem to be on TV. But uh, Gabriel Davis, I think he could be a guy who sees a ton of hype during this offseason here and become somewhat of a breakout candidate. And I think this is the time to get him now if you can still. Um, he had the seventh best target separation this season here. Um, looked really good out there on his running ability. And this is apparently high power power offense in the passing game uh, with Josh Allen now. John Brown could be done after the season here. And, you know, he was a top wide receiver three the last five weeks of the season without um, 
was a wide receiver three, not the wide receiver three. It was a wide receiver three without without John Brown on the field. Uh, he could easily jump into the wide receiver two conversation, um, or the wide receiver two on the actual Buffalo Bills. And you know this older core could look younger. I uh, would be uh, Cole Beasley and John Brown over thirty now. Um, could be Gabriel Davis's time now, and this is the time to go get him before his hype starts getting real, or if he makes a kind of like a mid-season like push at the end of the year where his season will be almost like you're not going to want to trade him. So um, time to get Gabriel Davis now, guys, if you can. And Chips, back to you, my friend. Who's your second um, buy low? Benny Snell, and it's just because this year the Steelers shown every game that Connor missed, they went straight to Benny Snell first. So that kind of gives me in my eye that they trust him with the rushing load. And in those games, he, he, he had some carries. He had 18 carries and whatnot. But um, another thing that you got to keep in mind is Connor is scheduled to become a free agency. Plus, Pittsburgh Houston history. <coughs> Way beyond Bell. You never know how... Uh, they're going to try to pay off the running backs. I don't think they're going to want to give the money to them. They drafted Anthony McFarland, too, who could fill in a new uh, passing role. And James Connors, 25 years old, which isn't old, but which is not young in a running back kind of eye. And he's been kind of injury-plagued over the last three years or so, so I don't think the Steelers are going to cough up that money. And if I'm going to take a shot on the Steelers uh, running back in the short-term situation. It's going to be Benny Snell. I don't think you have to pay much to get him, and I think he's a fantastic guy left. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that a little bit. Uh, he's definitely a candidate to, to possibly buy low for sure. Uh, you know, there are definitely rumors that the Steelers may take a running back, but again, you just don't know that, obviously. You know, they, they have needs other places, I'm sure. And Benny Snell's probably there for at least another season here. He could see the starting work for at least the, the 20 or 21 season. So uh, if you're looking for maybe a contender trying to get another body of running back, try to buy him low, hold on to him, see if he can kind of provide you some depth. I don't hate it. All right. Uh, my second one, though, is DJ Shark, guys. Uh, the third-year wide receiver now out of Jacksonville. And all I can say is Trevor Lawrence, guys. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is likely to be his quarterback next year, and that could fold well for him. Uh, you know, DJ Shark dealt with bad QB play and injuries this season. Um, this is the time to get l- by low on him. I think his value is at all time low, and I think as the season goes on, we're going to get the hype on Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to be talking about this Jags offense, so wanting to be somewhat of a, a better offense. You want fantasy players in here. Um, the defense is probably still not going to be that great as it's continuing to rebuild. And he's a wide receiver one in terms of fantasy, I feel like, almost. I mean, maybe a high-end wide receiver two, at least, of course. And this should be a pass-first team going into next year, even with James Robinson being there. And I think if you're looking for a wide receiver two, I think this is a perfect opportunity to get a guy like DJ Shark on your team here, especially if you're a contender. I traded him away. I bought him, actually, for a late first. Um, and I was a champion of that league, so... Uh, just had to do it, and I think over the talent that's coming in here, I think Shark has the most potential still to be a, a top-tier wide receiver, so go out and get him. And just back to your number three. Corey Davis. Okay. And he's another interesting fantasy asset that didn't live up to his draft expectations. 
when he was picked as a high draft pick in 2017. And I wasn't bullish on the Titans passing offense this year, and I sure wasn't last year, but they proved me wrong once again. And 2020, he became more of a consistent option for fantasy managers. He played in uh, had 10 out of 13 games, scored double-digit points in PPR. He averaged 14 points per game. And he even showed weak winning upside when he scored uh, in three games. And he completely does in three games. So, like, in my eye, that's, like, pretty consistent for a guy who didn't really give fantasy managers nothing. And, like I said, I think he they picked up his fifth-year option. So, he's due to become a free agency. So, he could get out of this situation. You never know. But, like, he's a weird specimen. I think the price should be just right given that the current Corey Davis fantasy manager probably wants to just offload his ass because he's been just dealing with nothing and a headache for the last two or three years. So as the Corey Davis owner, what are you selling a guy like Corey Davis for right now? Because uh, he had a good season, I mean. Or are you expecting this to be somewhat of a fluke season? Or maybe owners well, think that it's a fluke season I'll to them? just try to, like, I'll throw him in to get, like, an upgrade out of position. Maybe the, get some uh, draft picks or so. Okay, okay. I'm actually like maybe if you could like throw them in and a pick to like get a first round pick, that wouldn't be bad. He finished as a wide receiver thirty two through sixteen games. He definitely did. Sure did, yeah. So okay. Or maybe like yeah, you get a high second round pick, I think that wouldn't be bad. So the way you look at it is that you tell the fantasy owner Corey Davis is a one week, one year wonder, guys. Like, and Sennacherib Fallot, like, you're not gonna get a first. No one's gonna pay up a first to get Corey Davis. You get him for a late second, maybe. And he could end up providing you with another strong season next year. So huh? that's another good one, Jibs. I like that. Yeah, I just think the manager who has him just is fed up. Dude. Like, I know he's kind of helping this year, but like, wouldn't you think that like they want to get like him off the team? And I, I just think as a, a guy in my situation, I can't be like, hey, man, dude, like, this dude's a bum, dude. Like, I think you could use that to your advantage. Okay, okay. He's I not like, a bum, but, like... I see your point. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, so going to my third one, guys. And my third one is Darnar, Darnell, Darnell Mooney from the Chicago Bears. Another rookie pick here. Um, Daniel Mooney didn't really do too much in terms of fantasy. He had a pretty decent rookie year that no one's really talking about, but he could see an increase in targets next year uh, with Allen Robinson possibly gone. Um, you know, they could just bring another quarterback in. Uh, he could have Mitch all season, which could be a good or bad thing. And again, he's got things to work on. And the, because he had a bad, fa- in terms of fantasy season bad, he may be a good buy low at this point, someone that you could go grab and see if maybe he can make it all work the thing is what really hurt him this year is his yards after catch it was probably fair below average here but uh he continued to see a pretty strong dose of targets and snaps throughout the entire season um possible new coaching regime comes in too and new quarterback could just end up benefiting him in the long run so i think this is a guy you could buy like a late third buy him on your team see what he can do because he showed potential but again he didn't show it enough to make it fantasy relevant so good time to go buy a guy like Donnell Mooney and Jibs your final and last buy low my friend okay this is the high end buy low special I won't say buy low but like 
like I said, mine more situational, but um, Wolf Fuller. Okay. So he is suspended. He is a free agent. So I think there's two things that it could work into possibly buying a little bit lower than the typical asking price. <laughs> but you guys seen the stats. This guy scored basically a touchdown or 100 yards, like six straight games or five straight games, and he, he could be a, a game-winning force, like his last game against Detroit, where he scored 35 points, had 171 yards, and two touchdowns. But I, I think, given the fact that the manager won't have him, and maybe he's kind of just kind of turtle on the situation, we don't know if the Houston Texans will resign him. We did see that there was just a lot of interest for, for him when the tread deadline was coming too so we know teams are interested in him too so the, the situation could change as well so there's some gray area and some white area in the situation but I think this is a slight opportunity to go buy a little bit lower on Wolf Ford yeah no I like that one because I think I think he ends up going back to Houston to be honest and I think he I mean who knows if those drugs kept him healthy for that reason but Oh, dude, it definitely did. It probably did, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's a talent, and if you can buy a low on him, people can be just fed up with his ability to stay healthy, and they don't think that the last season was great. Uh, I think he could provide you with some good games if you could buy him low, at least. So, I like that a lot. That's pretty funny, though. Like, he stays healthy pretty much the whole year, minus that... Uh, One hamstring know, game. Ha- hamstring or whatever he had. Yeah. And then... He still leaves the game for like what, four weeks because he gets suspended. It's like you can't fucking win. You can, you, you can. He was going on a rampage too. He's looking nice throwing that half back half of the season. So this is the way it works, guys. So all right, well, let's get over to my last buy low, and it's Alexander Madison. And I think this may be the all-time low value for a guy like Madison. And hopefully, he doesn't have a good game on Sunday if he plays. Um, but. It couldn't be any lower, guys. I mean, he didn't really have a fantasy impact season besides that one game against Seattle. He's been really used very minimal all season. And you would assume they're like, oh, they're trying to give Cook a little bit of break. They didn't do that this year. Um, Cook just kept on going and going. And he played healthy all but one game this year, so which was good for him as, a, as an overall you know, player. But, you know, Madison is still the backup. And if the owner of the, the Cook, if the owner of the Madison guy doesn't have also Davin Cook, uh, try to buy it. Try to buy him somewhere. Um, I mean, Cook, we said he stayed healthy this year, but we'd never know if he could just get hurt again. I mean, you saw him at times kind of like limb off the fear, and we all got scared, but he came back on. Yeah, um, you just don't know. And that could be next year could be a hurt season again, even though he played healthy this year. And getting a guy like Madison now on your team, possibly for like a late third rounder, people could be like, all right, well, this doesn't really seem to be a Alexander Madison of happening. Good time to buy a low on him right now. So uh, I like Alexander Madison as a buy low candidate right now. All right, Jibs. I think that's going to wrap up our buy low sell high today. Not too much here. Not too crazy. So how'd you feel about the show? Loved it. Lightning around. Boom, bang, boom. Get in, get out. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Dynasty offseason. The kind of just. I know, like, I was kind of saying, like, I needed a break in fantasy, but, like, just seeing, like, the 2021 <laughs> season kind of open up just gives you, like, a little bit more so juice. So, 
It's going to be a good offseason. Can't wait to see the moves. Obviously, it's going to be pretty much quiet till March when Combine and the draft starts kind of getting kicked up. But, hey, this is what we do here. It's a fucking hell of a year. Yeah. Sorry, I'm cursing. But, yeah, no, we had a happy new year, guys. Yeah, happy new year, guys. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Like I said, we had a great season. Uh, we had some people reach out saying that, you know, we helped them win their championship. So that was always, that's basically what we care about. You know, we're just trying to help you guys win. Um, you know, thank you to our team this year. All the guys who contributed this year from the DFS stuff, from articles, from jumping on the podcast when I was away. And just just in general sense. And everyone who just kind of helped us out all year. You know, we do appreciate it. Um, you know, we're hoping to have, you know, a bigger, better 2021. And hopefully provide you guys with even more content. Um that we can just help you guys win championships. So we'll be back, I said, in February. We'll be getting into uh, Division Dynasty stuff. Uh, as soon as we get back, we'll get into the draft. And then before you know it, it's the uh, the 2021 draft season. So uh, we thank you guys all for listening all year round. Uh, we really much appreciate it because it's kind of why we do this. Uh, we love talking fantasy and just love hearing people's success stories. So um, if you have any fantasy questions, as always, you know, can follow us over at Coach's Fantasy. Um, if you want to hit us up indirectly, you can hit me up at Coach Stephen P. Hot take honcho. Hot take honcho. And as always, check out the website from time to time. We'll always have things up there. So that's at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Uh, we have a lot of cool things going over there. So give us a check out over there, guys. So uh, we thank you guys for listening. Take care, be safe, and have a happy new year. Play playoff fantasy. <laughs> Back is not far fetched. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up, Jack. I'ma head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.